0: What do you know? Another UCF loss by none other than UCF beating themselves. We've gotten so used to it, and it happened again yesterday. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to Charge On. As always, I am your host, Sean Green. Before we get started, as always, a quick from our sponsor, Bet Online. The last of the major pro sports leagues is off and rolling, and college basketball is ready to go as well. Bet Online remains your top spot for all your live betting action and contests. NFL, college football, UFC, and NHL are all in full swing online is your number one source for wagering news, odds, trends, and predictions. All the hoops betting action along with every sport available at your fingertips with both desktop and mobile access at any time. Head to Bet Online today and remember to use our promo code BELIEVE for your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. BetOnline, where the game starts. You know, we had a post-game live show on the channel. Hi to all of those who came on. Uh, if you just want to hear our thoughts directly after, go kind of rewatch that but this was the epitome of UCF's losses or season in a nutshell uh you know you can blame it I'm giving my opening thoughts before I toss it to Mr. Rob Husby you can blame it on special teams you could blame it on Colton Boomer you could blame it on the defense and the lack of running game you could blame it on the coaching, mismanagement of clock, time of possession, all that stuff. You could blame it on John Rice Plumley. You can blame it on the skill players not coming up in big moments. You can blame it on a lot of different factors, right? At the end of the day, it comes down to one thing. UCF does not play good complimentary football in certain games. You go from last week where you just completely blow out, at that time, the number 15 team in the country, have really no bad things. Happened to you in an entire game. And then you go on a road in a tough environment. An environment that we all said we didn't think UCF would be able to win early in the year. As the season went on, and especially the last two weeks, you're like, okay, you know, I feel pretty confident about UCF being able to go in there and get a win. Not easy by any means, but go get a win. And UCF had many opportunities to win this game. The main reason they didn't win this game is they do not play good complimentary football in their losses. Could have you? Could UCF won this game? Could they have pulled it out? Absolutely. They have many opportunities. They missed a field goal. That was big. They missed an extra point. That was big. They didn't get an opportunity to have a field goal at the one point because of bad, poor clock mismanagement at the end of a half. Bad, complimentary football. And we're going to get all of it right now. I basically summed up the game in a nutshell. So if you don't want to watch anymore, that's fine. But I hope you do because we've got a lot to talk about. Rob Husby, you got to watch this game.
1: Mm, Again, unfortunately.
0: It was one of those games we've grown so accustomed to. And we talk about the gus wheel, but it's like, you know, it comes true most of the time. You have a huge win, and then the next week you're you're on your high and you're like, okay, let's get to six wins. You, you got a bowl game on the line here, seven and five potentially, if you win out. That looks really good in your first season of the Big 12. Against a Texas Tech team that, listen, has had quarterback injury problems. Byron Morton or Bayron Morton has really had, you know, injury problems all year with his shoulder. Listen, you, all you got to do is come out and stop Taj Brooks. You watch this game. This looks like UCF that we know and know very well. It was last week an Anomaly and uh, give your thoughts on this this game that we've, we've grown accustomed to watching uh, from the UCF Knights.
1: Yeah, I mean, you don't want to say it's uh, more of the same, but it is. I mean, this has been the theme all season. And listen, UCF, especially with regards to a lot of these Big Twelve opponents, Oklahoma. Uh, you, you see it here now with um, with Texas Tech and a lot of these other games. UCF has been within, you know, a one score game, but they just do something to themselves. Where, and again, there is a difference in talent, obviously, clearly, but in the AAC. They would have found games to win, you know. They would have found ways to win these types of games, these one-score games. The Big Twelve so far, they found ways to lose. So it's more of the same from UCF last last week. I, you don't want to say it's an anomaly, but it kind of is. It was the most complete game they've played all season long against a Big Twelve opponent, especially. And now they're coming off of that and it's more of the same. You, you hit on all those check marks. What a classic UCF loss under Gus Malzahn, it seems like, right? Check, check it all off. Missed field goal kick, missed, uh, missed extra point, uh, time management, uh, time mismanagement, you know, it, it comes poor quarterback play. It comes down all to it. So it's just more of the same from UCF. And this is why, this is why they're in the spot they're in now is because it's just been inconsistency with this team. And, you know, uh, again you can hit on all those points the the run defense not shutting down um Texas Tech i mean you have Brooks go off for almost 200 yards of of rushing uh, it's 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 unacceptable and you know this is this is why you lose these close games this is a game that should have been tied you miss the extra point and and now you're losing 24-23 in in a pretty uneventful finish to this game so yeah just just more of the same and it's uh, it's disappointing but really kind of puts a nice little ribbon on uh, how UCF has played this season.
0: And I want to make it very clear, okay? Because I know a lot of fans are going off on Colton Boomer, missing the extra point, and, you know, I get it. UCF was going to lose that game, even if Colton Boomer made the extra point. Did you just did you watch the same drive that I was watching? Texas Tech was moving the ball at well, couldn't stop the run. They were going to score a field goal regardless. I mean, their field goal kicker hit a 50-yarder you know, in the same game. So, I am not blaming it on the missed extra point. They had many opportunities in the game to put up points. And we're going to go through them. Because, you know, Rob, I said on the live stream, I said, I have a clear-cut. I have two offensive losers and I have one clear-cut defensive loser. Okay? My two clear-cut offensive losers are Tylen Grable. Don't really need to go into it. Awful. Awful awful offensive line play. Basically had all the flags for the offensive line in the entire game. I think like three straight where you're just scratching your head like, what are you doing? Uh, he was awful today and no offense or what's about it. Kobe Hudson was my number two. Uh, I had a guy, you know, in the live chat was like, Kobe Hudson made two incredible catches. That was ridiculous that they called him incomplete. The one was not a touchdown. He had his heel on the back. The other one where they called an incomplete ha- pass that was a catch. That was a catch. I don't care. He had eight targets, Rob. Eight targets. He Most of the balls he had in his grasp, and he just dropped them. I think Kobe Hudson was not good today. Dropped everything that came his way. Defensively, Damari Henderson. Damari Henderson had one of the best games, probably the best game, no question about it, as a night last week. Gus Malzahn says one of the best safeties in the Big 12. If you're one of the best safeties in the Big 12, you can't get beat as many times as you got beat down the field in the game today. So, again, offensive, defensively, that's that. Special teams, awful. I mean, I think we might be, Rob, one of the worst teams when it comes to uh, on kickoffs. I mean, I think every team gets at least 40 yards on kickoff returns against us because we're that bad on special teams. So, Rob, when I say complimentary football, We know what that means. Complimentary football is everybody putting in their weight to win a football game, right? If the offense goes down and scores a touchdown, and the defense goes and stops said, you know, the other team from scoring, and then the special teams does what they're supposed to, that's good complimentary football. You're all helping each other. When you have Tylan Grable making mistakes on the offensive line, backing up plays, Right? when you have receivers dropping passes, when you're not kind of creating running lanes for R.J. Harvey to move. Then on top of that, on the defensive side, when you can't stop a running back, right, which you haven't been able to do all year. And then on top of that, you have the special teams not being able to tackle in the open field when it comes to kickoffs, when you don't make you know your extra points and field goals that are crucial points. That's where the complimentary football becomes the UCF Knights. Because they find ways to lose the game. What is it about complimentary football that has really just plagued the Knights all year in these critical moments and by critical players down the stretch?
1: Yeah, I mean, when you talk about that, I don't know if it's a lack of depth. You know, it, it certainly I don't think it's a lack of talent because there is a clear, you know, clear talent on this team. I, it might be just a lack of depth. I, I I don't know. It seems like down the stretch in these games, you know, you like you said, it's like when it rains, it pours. UCF's defense will, you know, get a big stop. They'll they'll force the other team into into a field goal, or, you know, they'll they'll push them out of field goal range or force them into a couple three and outs, but then they get on offense and it's a turnover. Or, you know, it's dropped catches. Or they'll get on, you know, they'll score on offense and then they'll get special teams and then something happens. You know, you get you you miss a field goal, you miss an extra point. It just seems like something happens when They just can't play a complete game. And I think that's why we were so impressed with what they did against Oklahoma State. Not because it was a complete blowout. Obviously, that's part of the reason. But because it was a complete game, the defense was able to shut down the run game. They were able to shut down the passing game. Let up three points all game. On top of that, offense goes and scores 45 points. Special teams can't really complain about them. Offensive line looked great. So you come off of that and then you go into this game. And it's bad on special teams. It's an offensive line that we've seen all season long take penalties, not create holes for for the run game, uh, you know, and and allow a lot of quarterback pressure. And then it's a defense that is soft up front, does concedes a ton of running yardage. And really, Texas Tech, for a good portion of the game, was able to pass all over UCF. So, I mean, they were moving the ball left and right. And... UCF was able to, you know, for a little while, bend, not break. And, you know, finally they started allowing those points. So I don't know. I, I don't know if it's a lack of depth. I don't know if it's just they they. it's the defensive coaching. And that's where, you know, they have to look at getting a new defensive coordinator and, and replace Addison Williams. I, I don't know. But it's clear this team is ve- it's very rare for this team to play a complete game. And last year last week was an anom- anomaly where you're seeing them play a complete game where you can't really you know, you can't really point out any criticisms for the entire game. And this this one, this had everything. This checked all the boxes for uh, a pitiful loss. Let's talk about the defense a little bit because I,
0: you know, like clockwork, whenever UCF loses a game, I know what I'm going to see out of fans. I'm going to see John Rice Plumley sucks. That's always going to be the first thing. I'm going to see fire Addison Williams and I'm going to see something with Gus, right? It's, it's again, it is clockwork this season. In all games, even wins, I see it. Let's talk about Aston Williams, okay? Tackling was poor. There's no question. Couldn't tackle to save your life. Now, you're playing the number one running back in the country and missed tackles. Taj Brooks has been known in the Big 12 to break tackles, right? So, you can blame the defense because there was times where you feel like you had him and he just breaks out and, and gains a couple of yards. So, that's frustrating. Now, you hold Texas Tech to 24 points. Uh, In my preseason, or my pregame prediction, I said I think you hold them to 24. Um, They're a talented offense, but they're not, you know, too good. But Rob, if you go down Texas Tech's games, if I even have it up, I do, I might. Um, If you go look at their schedule, and you look at what they've scored in all of their games, I mean, they put up 35, or 33 on Wyoming. They put up 30 against Oregon, 41 against Charleston State. They only put up 13 against West Virginia. Uh, West Virginia, and I'll bring my point up there in a second. Houston, they had 49. Baylor, they had 39. Kansas State, they had 21. Uh, BYU, they had 14. But again, their quarterback didn't play the entire game in both of those games there. Uh, TCU, they put up 35. Kansas, they put up 16. And then UCF, they put up 24. So for a defensive effort, Rob. I, you could blame it on Addison Williams and oh my gosh, but this is these, let me go and tell you exactly the three plays, the three drives that UCF lost this game that you can blame on Addison Williams, but the defense did what they were supposed to do. All right. Come out at halftime. They get a stop. They force a punt out of halftime to begin the third quarter, three straight stops, three and out or, you know, whatever it was, probably not three and out, but they get a stop, right? Texas Tech has to punt the ball away. What do we do? We punt back. We don't score. We punt it right back. All right, what does UCF defense do on the, the next possession? They get an interception. Nikai Martinez picks off Morton and, and brings it to our 50, right? Well, what happens with us? Okay, well, we had a field goal attempt, and we missed. We missed the field goal attempts, right? Hit it off the, the crossbar. Okay. Now we have to go back on defense. Okay, so what does the defense do? They force a punt. They force another Texas Tech punt. And what do we do? Interception. So you can blame, we can blame the defense all we want. We can say, what the heck, Addison Williams needs to be fired. Complimentary football, Rob. That's just, I might title this episode, Complimentary Football. UCF's defense had three straight drives where they stopped Texas Tech's offense and got you the ball back in the second half. And what did you do with it? Field goal miss, punt, interception. That's the game. You could blame it. You can go down the list and blame Aston Williams for the season. That's where the game came down to. You had three possessions to put up points, and you didn't put up, you put up zero. You put up zip, just like Texas Tech. And you relied on your fourth quarter to save you. That's a recipe for disaster. So, kind of talk about it a little bit. Again, I'm not saying Addison Williams is perfect. I am not. You know, I think Addison Williams, definitely there needs to be accountability in certain moments. But again, you are playing a running back that has been notorious for breaking tackles. And on top of that, the defense came to play in certain moments to try and give you a chance to win. And and you didn't really help the defense out on the offensive side of the football.
1: No, yeah, I mean, I agree. I think... Again, as as much as the whole team got you know compliments all the way around last week, you look at this week and they, they all get they all get shame, they all get tisk tisk on that. You know, I, I don't think there was one facet of the game where you look at and you're like, oh, you know, they all had a great game. Like Javon Baker had a good game, you know. But again, uh, you can you can blame a lot. You can blame the offensive line for. Again, taking that many penalties, that that kills drives. I mean, that you want to see how you you blow games. Yeah, taking penalties, left and right. And some of UCF's biggest losses this season have been when they've taken an abundance of penalties. It was a similar issue last year, too, with the offensive line. And then on top of that, again, special teams. Uh, it's not just the defense. It's not just Addison Williams. Again, they get a portion of the blame. But no, I mean... This is something don't don't want to reveal. Uh, you know how the sausage is made around here, but we were in our group chat, our friends' group chat, talking about the game. What happened right before halftime? What did you say? You said that's the game right there. After that, that clock mismanagement, and they go into right. halftime with no points, no extra points. Didn't kick a field goal. Didn't get a touchdown. You said right there, lost the game. And again, at the time, it sounds dramatic, but I, that that costs you a game right there. That's three points that gives you a win That's three points. That's absolutely critical. So again, you can blame coaching there too with, with clock mismanagement. I mean, the blame goes around and I, it's, it's not on one unit. It's not on one team. This team does not play like a complete team. They're, they're discombobulated week in and week out. And this is why, this is why they, they're, you know, struggling is because they can't complete and finish out these games because they take something, something always happens. Something that, they force usually ends up happening to them where it's like, oh, if this point just went that way, if this just went that way, you don't want to have to look at that week in and week out where you're like, oh, if we had just done that, if we had just done that, why didn't you do it during the game? Why didn't you go out and get those extra points when you had them? Why didn't you go and, and put together better drives uh, that got held back because of penalties and because of lack of uh, lack of catching and lack of you know creating holes for your run game? It's it's a lot of things and I think this whole team gets blame. And this is again, it's been the theme of the season. This is just not a complete team that plays as a complete unit. It more often than not, they do not play uh, you know, a complete game. They just they just kind of just do what they do and guys will have good games and that's really it. They don't play in sync together a lot of the time.
0: Yeah, and I think listen, we'll get into the offense, but you're right. Like they have a they have the most complete game they could possibly have last week, right? And then this week, it's the complete opposite, where you just make too many mistakes to have a chance to win the game. I mean, good on them. They At the end of the day, they could have been tied. If you kick the extra point, you're tied with five minutes left. But at the, it shouldn't have been that way. I mean, you had ample opportunities to give yourself a cushion. Hell, you were up 14-0. Like, you had ample opportunities... To continuously put up points. Credit Texas Tech defense, but again, you kind of you hurt yourself. We'll talk about the offense, right? John Rice Plumley, again, like clockwork, like I said, John Rice is not a quarterback. He was awful. Which again, if you look at the stats and you don't want to watch the game, he was 16 of 32 for uh touchdown interception. Let me see, I have the stats up. A uh, touchdown, interception, and 13 carries for 84 yards. Did he make some mistakes? Absolutely. I mean, there was a couple mistakes that he made. Um, I don't blame the interception on him, which I don't know if I'm naive, but he got hit. He got hit hard. Um, you know, there's an argument to be made. Somebody let it be known to me that they ran or they pl- called eight straight passing plays, and that was the eighth passing call. Was that interception or something? Uh, so I mean, yeah, they could have ran a couple more times there, kept the defense honest, but so, but I don't blame the interception solely on him. I'll also say we didn't do him any favors. I don't want to know how many times again, a Kobe hot Hudson drop, um, a certain play call that, you know, broke down and John Rice ran for his life, which he, he had a lot to do with some of the successes of UCF. The last couple weeks, third and fifteens, where John Rice gets a first down. Hell, there was one time we were on a first and 24, and at least we got to like fourth and seven. So, again, I, I hate, this is my problem. You can't praise a quarterback when he does well. You Listen, when a quarterback doesn't do well, you have every right to say he did not play good today. But John Rice is not the reason... We're losing these football games. John Rice didn't call the shovel pass to R.J. Harvey at the end of the half. John Rice didn't call that. Now, I said on the live stream, I do understand what the coaches were going for, Rob. Their thought process, right or wrong, was we don't have any timeouts. They know that. They're going to be playing the pass hard and heavy. So, there's going to be a wide open hole. If you shovel it to R.J., it should be wide open. It wasn't. But that's not on John Rice you like, what, are you supposed to say John Rice is supposed to know that? No, like, he was running the play. RJ was only two yards away from it, so you could blame it on John Rice. That's on coaching. That's on coaching mismanagement, calling a timeout when you got a first down to stop the clock, even though the clock stops. Coaching mismanagement. I don't think John Rice had a bad game. Could he have done some stuff better? Sure, but I think the night and day difference from last year to this year, has shown its head this past I don't know how many games. Every game he's played in, you can watch and say, John Rice has made significant, significant improvements at quarterback. And he was not the reason we lost this game today. Not in the slightest. The reason we lost this game on the offense side of the ball is too many mistakes. And when UCF makes mistakes on the offensive side of the ball, like flags on the offensive line, like, again, an interception, missing field goals whenever that happens rob we both know ucf loses probably nine out of every 10 games because again complimentary football
1: yeah absolutely i mean very well said i again you look at something like uh, it was the boise state game where you know Javon baker had two drops one of the drops pops up goes into the goes into the defenseman's defender's uh hands for an interception i mean it it's it's similar to that and obviously u c f came out on the um on the positive of that side, but you know this is where you have drop passes can't really blame the quarterback on that they they were good balls to kobe hudson um you know then you have again part of your offense but john rice gets him in a field goal range they miss a field goal. Missed extra point after a touchdown that John Rice leads, and then of course you have the drive at the end, right at the end of uh, the half where it's a shovel pass. John Rice is following the play, and they just don't come up and convert it. You know, again, it's it's probably uh, the kind of right call for John Rice to do there, but uh, again, you can't you can't blame him for that when the coaches make that play and he's running it. I mean, he's doing what he's supposed to do. So, no, I think John Rice definitely has shown improvement this season. At the end of last season, I was kind of checked out on him where I was like, I don't know if he's going to get better. I don't know if he's going to ever be the starting quarterback we think he can be. But no, even despite the injury, where I'm sure he's still not completely 100%, the arm looks better. I mean, he's he's a lot more accurate this season. He's got... He's got a stronger arm. And again, even at 80%, whatever he's at running wise, he's still putting up almost 100 rushing yards. You know, So he's doing what he can do. I think this team just has a lot of issues um, up front. I mean, the offensive line has been something we've consistently talked about and complained about all season long. So that does him no favors when he doesn't get the proper uh, pocket protection. And you saw it on that interception. So. Yeah, I, I think there's a lot of problems and and they're only going to get worse. And that's where I'm kind of concerned heading into next year, you know, where you might lose R.J. Harvey, where you're obviously going to lose John Rice Plum. You're going to lose uh, some of these wide receivers. And so it, it's going to get tougher for UCF. And I think they just kind of need to rebuild the offense a little bit and, you know, let Henshaw do what he can do. Um and and see what you can evaluate. But right now, this season, yeah, there's there's a lot to be desired with the level of talent on the offensive side of the ball. And I really think e- even this goes back to last year. We've we've completely thought that this offense would be a lot better than it is. And you know they've been good, you know here and there. But there's still a lot of glaring issues uh, that stem that aren't even John Rice's fault. It's it's more than him. Um, he just a lot of the time happens to be the fall guy because you know, it's it's a lot easier to blame the quarterback and talk about bringing in a quarterback than completely overhauling your offense and your offensive line.
0: Yeah, I'll say I have heard from a couple people that I do think R.J. Harvey is going to come back, which would be big. Um, and I oh, do absolutely. Think, I do think Hudson and Baker are coming back potentially because even even Javon Baker has been like teasing it on Twitter. Now, who knows if that's true or not. But that would be big, especially when you're not getting your quarterback back. So to have your skill position players come back would be huge. But no, you're right. And what's even crazier is we've always we've talked about it all year, but UCF's eighth in the country in total offense. Like, so that's the frustrating thing, Rob. It's like I, I'm going to Texas is the closest at 14 and then you have TCU at 16, but to be eighth In the country in offense. I don't even want to know what rushing offense. I'm assuming rushing offense is... If I could find it quick enough. I'm assuming rushing offense is just as good, if not better. We're third in the country in rushing offense. Only behind (laughs) Liberty and Air Force. We are third in the country. And we're five and six. Like, if that doesn't prove to you the the glaring weakness of this team is just them beating themselves, I don't know what else there is. UCF beats themselves. That's all that is. Like, now credit Texas Tech. I think, honestly, the two best teams, uh, I'll say three best. Uh, see, now I'm getting in like weird terror I'm like, oh, well, Kansas. I think Texas Tech played pretty good defense on UCF today. Uh, I was pretty impressed with them uh, defensively. I think, besides that, the only other teams where I'm like, wow, they're playing decent, solid defense is Kansas, obviously. And maybe it's a, like a, a toss-up between Kansas State and West Virginia. But like there's been no team that's been able to stop UCF. There's only been teams that we hurt ourselves and we beat ourselves. That's what's the frustrating thing about these games. That's what's frustrating every time having to come on here and saying, UCF beat themselves. Yep, it came down to XYZ. Because at the end of the day, UCF could have won this game very easily, handily. But it, they kept the other team in it. So I think, listen, you have to win next week to have a bowl game. It's a must win, but all these games have been must wins. But this is a ultra must win because your season could be over next Saturday. But going into next year, it's trying to figure out how do we make sure in these one-score games, which in the Big 12 seems like it's a one-score game every single weekend, how do we go out and get a dub next season? Because this season, it's been awful. I think just if off the top of my head let's think you lost by two to Oklahoma. You lost by one to Texas tech. You lost by one to Baylor. So that's three right there where it's, you lose by a field goal and probably in all those games, you can, it's probably a missed kick or or something. So I don't know. I'm done talking about this game, Rob final thoughts. As we go on to our Thanksgiving week, you get a good Thanksgiving week. We still have an episode. Um, and it's our final, hopefully not final, game. But kind of give your final thoughts on this game uh, at, out in Lubbock, Lubbock, Texas.
1: Yeah, uh, tough one to watch, just because again, so many things went wrong. Um, you know, it's disappointing too when it's a one point loss. That's something that again, you look back and you say, "Oh, well, this is where the difference was. This is where the difference was," and that's where you kick yourself because you can see where the issues are, but the team didn't address that during the game. So they caused it themselves. So it's even more frustrating to watch because you know, what's happening and you know, what's going wrong and you know, what could have been fixed uh, to come out with a W in this one, but it didn't happen. So hopefully coming out of this, they, they leave that bad energy in in Lubbock come back to UCF, come back at home, final home game of the season, play in Houston, Houston's beatable. Houston, you know, has not been great this season. So I, again, it's it's a, a former AAC team. There's there's history between these two. Dana Holgerson's made it uh, personal by you know questioning the space program at UCF and the and the space game. So now it's personal. Um, listen, go out, score a bunch of points on Houston. Go beat them. Go get a bowl game. Don't care where the bowl is at. Don't care who it's against. Just go bowling. That's that's it. That's what we're looking forward to bookmark it, just put it, put it in this whole season behind you, go get six wins, go get a bowl game, and and let's ride off into the sunset into next season.
0: Yeah, they're not playing for a bowl game because they're four and seven now. Um, So I don't know if that's a positive or negative. I don't know if their players are going to show up or, you know, I don't know, but. Not a good spot. You don't want to be five and six with your last game kind of determining if you're going to a bowl game or not. Not fun at all. But, hey, credit to Nick Geddes. He called it. He said you're going to be five and six getting into going into the final week. I hate that he's right because when he's right, it sickens me. Uh, but he called it in the preseason. You're going to be five and six heading into the Houston game. And if Nick Geddes is right... Uh, he said that UCF would get to 6-6 six and six and he, you'd go bowling. So we'll talk about Houston. And they only lost by, I think, 13 to Oklahoma State today. They put up 30 on Oklahoma State. So we'll get into all things Houston next week. We're going to take Thursday off, Thanksgiving, so I'm not going to make you uh, see my ugly mug on th- your holiday. Uh, so we'll be releasing an episode next week on Black Friday. Friday, we'll be releasing 8 a.m. sharp um, for our Houston preview. And then, obviously, with the game... Uh, for Houston on Saturday we'll be doing our post game show Um, maybe because I might be going to the game we'll see Uh, but we'll try to do a post game show and then obviously hopefully we're going bowling so we can bring more episodes regarding the team and football and playing but if not we go right into the off season and we will of course bring you content throughout the off season which will be a long nine month stretch I hate the off season so much makes so much easier when we have content like football games to talk about all right we'll get through it guys let's go get another win next week another win let's go get a win we're on a losing streak now let's go get a win next week to go bowling You're gonna be six and six in your first season in the big 12 all right guys this has been charge on presented by bet online happy thanksgiving and we will see you next friday <laughs>